Andy, got a question for you. Have you ever wondered how different countries and cultures around the world bring up their children? Uh, well, not until this week, I hadn't, no. Well, prepare to be enlightened with stories from across the globe. Uh, stories where children are breastfed by relatives and where children are tossed from a 30-foot shrine. All right, I feel like we went two different ways on the countries we've had already. Well, there's only one way to find out. All right, let's get on with it then. So before we uh before we get onto different countries around the world, uh, what's new in the world of Penny and Jim and Shannon? Um, just same old, same old. Lack of sleep. Um, she started smiling as of yesterday. We don't know whether it's a proper yeah. Smile. I was about to say, is it a proper smile or is it I'm about to have a shit smile? No, I think it is a proper smile. There's a difference. There's definitely a difference. Um, so that's quite cute. Just wants to make us laughter and stuff to start now, because that's uh, going to be quite rewarding. Yeah, but you've got to be funny for her to laugh. Mm, funny looking, does that count? Yeah, probably. <laughs> there we go then, got that tick, ticked off. Tick that box. Uh, how's Zoe getting on? She's fine, she's just tired all the time still. And she's cli- mm. oh, she started to click constantly like a back and hips every time she gets up she's like clicking no end no oh. but she said no. that's because she's limbering up really yeah apparently i don't know of any of that myself <laughs> did shan not <laughs> click more i don't think so she didn't really do anything to click to be honest oh no i'm talking about just like getting up off the sofa now oh okay uh, not that room. No, I don't think so. Fair enough. She's just odd. <laughs> I mean, I knew that before she was pregnant anyway. <laughs> she got a bit of a bump now. She got a pretty big, uh, pretty big bump, yeah. Has she? Yeah. Bless. Although, How long left? Um, I don't know. October. Do the maths. Okay. October. <laughs> October time left. Uh, okay, well... That's the update from us two. Not very interesting, but we'll move on to our list of different countries and cultures on how they bring up their children. Um, I've got a couple of sort of tame ones and then some absolutely ridiculous ones. So apologies in advance for the ones that we believe are ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, as mentioned in the uh, in the intro, we're going to be going over a few different countries and some of their traditional upbringings um some mm. of them might be absolute horseshit that i just read in articles some of them might hold a little bit of truth but we won't tell you the countries straight away we'll just give you a little bit of a narrative around it and see if you can guess which ones because you might be from that country and then be like hang on a minute that is not right <laughs> go on then well i've got um i've got one sort of tame one but i also thought it was quite interesting so this place which I'd say guess, but you're never going to get it. Um, but I'll read it out anyway. That it is very common um, for children to be raised by elderly children. So basically, the mother gives the children away for the day 
Oh, I was about to say, like, away permanently. No, no. <laughs> just for the day. Um, and just leave them with other children. What kind of age are we classing as an elderly child? I think about 10. What? Really? Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's not exactly old. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I class you as an elderly child, so... <laughs> True, that is true. Um, but yeah, I think what the the plan is is that they hang around with the children, and obviously, when the younger children then get to the age of ten, they start looking after the new young children, and it sort of cycles like that. Well, the, obviously, I'm guessing these are in places where um, the mum is probably working all day. I was about to say, or just doesn't want to bring up the kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, all that. Um, but apparently, yeah, there are some positive and negatives to that. So there's obviously the positives is that they'd probably the children learn a lot about themselves and a lot about responsibility. They'll obviously the older children, um, and the younger children will become probably more self reliant because they won't have a an adult figure there all day. So they have to look after themselves. And yeah. definitely the negative is that where's where do they go and play in the swings and be a child? Yeah, they. The trust is there, isn't it? But then do you trust a kid at that age? I don't know. Maybe that's why we're doing it wrong in this country. Yeah, but you're missing like, kids' first bike rides and first... You The parents won't see them first... Well, words, maybe? I don't know how young they are when they go off, but... Well, so you sort of miss. have I got to guess this country from that? Well, I would like you to have a go. <laughs> Um, Bearing in mind, I can't say the name because I don't know how to pronounce it. So, so neither of us know. Well, it's called the Polynesian Islands. So, like French Polynesia. No, it's Polynesian Triangle, which is drawn by connecting the points of Hawaii, New Zealand, and Easter Island. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I I like the idea of not having to raise a child. Yeah, just pass them off. But you'd have to live somewhere, obviously. That's got loads of 10-year-olds there ready to pass them off to. Yeah, and it's sort of a close community. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give I'm gonna give you a bit of a a story on my one, on my Ooh. first one. Not a story, a bit of a blurb. Should I put the kettle on? Uh, you might as well, yeah. <laughs> no. um, so I'm, I'm going to go for, I want my child to be independent from an early age. By the time they are six, I'll be happy to let them nip to the shops for me, even if it means them having to jump on the train in the middle of a busy city to get what I want. I will respect them, but they will respect me and other adults. If they make a mess, they'll clean it up, but they won't moan about it, whether it means cleaning my house from top to tail or even the school they go to. At the age of six? Yeah. Hmm. They obviously live in a nicer place than we do. Cause about, be like, yeah. Kid of six, get on the bus. Um, bus, a train in the middle of a city. Can you imagine a, a six-year-old getting on the London Underground? <laughs> I can't even. I can't even suss out the maps now. No, that wouldn't work. They wouldn't be tall enough to reach the Oyster Card thing, would they? <laughs> exactly. They'll <laughs> slip underneath and get on for free. Oh yeah. A benefit. Yeah, that's probably yeah, why they do it. <laughs> they don't get charged. <laughs> yeah. Did they pay for the food or they just nick it as well? Uh, I didn't read that much into it. But seeing as everything seemed to be around respect in this country, I doubt they'd just go into a shop and rob it. 
Yeah, true. True. So I might, is it now my time to guess where I think this could be? Yeah, I think I think you should guess. Christ. Um, see, my initial thought was somewhere like Russia, right. or even maybe even like China. Not far off. Well, wait, which guess are you going for, Russia or China? Because you could be very far off. Well, it could be. Um, I'm going to go with, like, China. No, close, though. It's Japan. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just that's sort of... Um, yeah, I think that would be uh, a lot easier over in Japan because I think it's, it's, it's a lot safer, isn't it? Yeah, I want to say so, yeah. I mean, I still don't like the idea in any country of letting a six-year-old just get on the tube and go to the shop for me. I do like the idea of them respecting me and cleaning up whatever I tell them to clean up, though. Yeah. And them respecting their teachers enough for if the teachers told them something that they'd do it straight away as well. Yeah. Can you imagine a teacher trying to get all of the pupils to clean a school in this country? Oh no, our children are little shits, aren't they? <laughs> In comparison to the sound of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about um, people traditionally believe in this country uh, in the huge power of eye contact? So by looking at a crying baby, you're handing over control. So what the parents do is just completely avert their eyes and don't look at a crying baby. <laughs> this is what I do with Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want him to just leave you alone, you just like start staring around the room like something's really interesting. <laughs> and he's like, oh, not paying attention to me. I'll go away then. For those that don't know, Paddy is Andy's dog. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, yeah, my dog, Paddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So basically they say that babies are just attention seeking when they're crying, which sometimes they are. Yeah. You know, so not giving in to them by looking at them will hopefully make them less needy so that when they come to cry next time, they realise they're not actually going to get the attention. They're just going to get completely ignored yeah. and not to bother. See, I think there's something to that because my youngest niece at the moment, she's coming up to one year old. And as soon as my sister puts her down, she screams the house down. As soon as she gets picked up and has some attention given to her, it's like... Nothing had happened. Yeah, it's like it's literally like you flick a switch and they stop. It's ridiculous. But yeah, but the problem is babies do require that attention because they're attention seekers. Well, they haven't got a clue what's going on, have they? They don't know. Mm. They don't know anything. So, I mean, obviously, the positives of this is that they will become less needy. Uh, But the negative is that. Surely eye contact is the best way to communicate with a baby that can't speak or you can tell if a baby's happy by looking at their eyes. How good's your crying language? Yeah. Well. Oh, mind you. Didn't you download that app that told you how the crying, what the crying meant? I did, yeah. But all it did was just say hungry and tired. (laughs) Which... Is probably correct in both cases. To be yeah, fair. Like two thirds of the time, that is probably going to be correct. Yeah, so it worked, I think, but it was very vague. So it didn't, maybe, it didn't. maybe the uh, the creators of this app 
actually from this country. Maybe. Doubt it, but maybe. Uh, I'm going to go for... Guess South Africa. Uh, Well, it's Kenya. It's not far away. So, um, in Kenya, it's the Kisi people uh, of Kenya who, yeah, believe in the huge power of eye contact. So, I may try this. I've got a feeling Penny's just going to keep screaming until I pick her up and just continue to scream until she screams herself to sleep. (laughs) But maybe that's the point. But See, I have more of a mental image now of you going to Kenya and everyone just ignoring you. (laughs) And you're like, how rude are these people? (laughs) (laughs) So, no, that's just because they don't like you. Yeah, understandable. Back to a story. Go on. Kids are supposed to play, so I'll let them. I don't care whether it's sunny, torrential rain or below freezing. They'll go outside enjoying themselves until they go to school at the age of seven. I'll let them be free, let them discover things for themselves, even if it means letting them run around start bollard naked for all to see. This is from Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, you got me. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I believe in that. Kids should get dirty. They should get go and get muddy all the time and like, I think if you clean them too much and keep them inside so they don't get hurt or germs, then it just sort of, I don't think it helps in bringing them up because yeah. they're just going to get ill quickly and just be a bit soft. Wow, you should live in this country because that's pretty much exactly what they say in their extended articles and stuff, that they need the dirt under the fingernails and they need to be out in the open otherwise they're just they're not going to be able to live in the natural environment yeah um so why do you think that is well i'm guessing it's somewhere in europe am i right there yeah but there's quite a lot of countries in europe so i'm going to need a little bit more of a all right okay i'm thinking maybe <sighs> poland no oh Sweden, Norway, Finland, anywhere up there? It's, yeah, it's pretty much all a lot of Scandinavian countries. I thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So other than the, like, the chance that you might see a, like a kid running down the street naked, I like, mm. the, I like the idea of Joe, like, go out and play. Because that's what everyone used to do back in the day anyway, isn't it, before games and shit took over. Yeah, definitely. I think there's no harm in getting a... Obviously, if it's not too serious, but I don't think there's any harm in bruises and grazes no. if they're having a good time. The only thing that scared me a little bit is they'll literally they'll send the kids out to play even if it's like you know cold and cold in Sweden and cold in England are two very different things. Yep. And I was like, bloody hell, that's that's bold. But do you know what? They'd be running around the warm up soon enough as long as they've got a decent coat on. Yeah, I think um, it'll make them a lot tougher. Mm. Um, So I'm going to go on to the one we mentioned in the intro. Or one of the ones we mentioned in the intro. Uh, So this this isn't very country-specific. This is uh, continent-specific. Right. Um, But raising the child lies with the entire extended family, and sometimes even non-relatives are happy to help out. So this was where I said it's not unusual... Um, for 
families to share breastfeeding um, and even share breastfeeding with other mums not from the same family. That's... Um, and also, I think I found the award for the world's best dads. Uh, so wait, wait, wait. So my Father's Day gripe last week. It's yeah. Not, it, I'm not the world's best dad, am I? No, you're not. Are these, you? My, these pe- no, these people may be world's best dad. Because right, um, research have discovered that in this country or continent, uh, that the men breastfeed. I say that with uh, commas. Um, because obviously some countries don't have access to like dummies and teething equipment and stuff like that. Yeah. So the, the men will actually have their baby on their own nipples to soothe them when they're not feeding. So whoever said that male nipples were pointless. Yeah. Well, clearly you just haven't been using them, right? No. So yeah, they 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 quite happily take on the role as a, a male breastfeeder, even though it's just for soothing children. Wow. So yeah, so not only do the dads breastfeed, not only do other mothers who aren't in their same family breastfeed. Um. Yeah, it's different. At least I don't have to guess the continent for this one. Well, I yeah, don't... I mean, it does it does dive down into sort of different countries, do different things, but as a whole, it is a very continent-specific. Well, because you said that there's no like access to dummies, which is like more of a Western thing, I'm going to go for somewhere like Africa. Yeah, it's Africa, yeah. many parts of Africa. Um, it's actually dads of the Pygmy tribe in Central Africa who breastfeed. Fair enough. Fair play to them. It's not something I'm yes. going to be doing. But no, definitely not. I think I don't know if it'd imagine, be healthy or not. Imagine I did it, and then Zoe just walked in from the shop, <laughs> and you're like, "What are you doing? Like, just, <laughs> just soothing, just soothing the baby." <laughs> oh dear! I read it on the Dumb internet. littered everywhere on the floor. It's like, well, why didn't you just use that? Because the internet said so, and Jim, Jim said, "Don't blame me for your weird things." Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see why getting the help would be positive. Um, yeah, I, mean, I understand getting help from others and extended family and other people, but not not with boob milk. No. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit odd because obviously, like for Pe- Penny's breastfeeding. Yeah, and I think it's a like a such a good bond between mother and child to breastfeed. And if you're just going around just breastfeeding off any Tom, Dick or Harry, and literally I think they will all become called Tom, Dick or Harry because they're all men. Um, it's just there's no bond there, so you wouldn't know who your actual mother is, would you? Because you'd be like, just seeing all Any these... nipples a goal. Yeah, pretty much. You'd be seeing this fella going, Mummy? <laughs> so I think that yeah, was just a bit a bit too strange for, 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 for me. Yeah, I can go. No, I'm going to do that. So she'll walk in. So what are you doing? I'm bonding. <laughs> uh, narrative. I'll let my kid have many hobbies, but they won't be changing their minds when they invest in it. I'll even let them pick their own bedtime, but they'll earn it. I want. If I ask them to clean, they'll do it. Age is just a number when it comes to chores. 
Oh, and my kid will learn ballet, regardless of gender. Okay. Ballet. Where's big for ballet? Are you asking me that like I'm supposed to know? Well, where, if I got asked the question, what country is huge on ballet, I'd give you the right answer to this, but only because I thought of the women, not necessarily the men. But reading up on it, it turns out that everyone learns ballet. So, have I already mentioned this country? Uh, that'd be giving it away, though. Well, if you say yes, then I know which one it is, so I'll guess it, because that's the one I think it is. What one do you think it is? Well, Russia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have... Yeah, I only thought that... I don't, well, I don't know. Ballet? Anyway, that's I, the point. Yeah, but if you think about it, it's good for reflexes, good for strength building, good for hand-eye coordination... Sounds like you're booking yourself a course. Good hand, good for hand-eye coordination. It's like it ticks all of the boxes at a young age. What you should be focusing on, really. So I, okay. I, I get it. Yeah. Well, fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it wasn't just ballet, though, was it? They said if if you if they have a uh, a hobby, yeah. So they not... will invest fully in it, and that's it. You're not allowed to change what you. Yeah, pretty much. So, like, if you like, if the kid decides they want to be like a musician, they'll allow it. But there's no like, say, I want to learn guitar because I did at one point. If if like my parents bought me a guitar or got me some lessons, that's it. Then that I'm I'm not allowed to stop doing that. So yeah. I can pick up other hobbies on top of guitar, but I'm never stopping doing guitar now. Hmm. So I like that idea as well because it teaches them not to give up. Bit like, yeah, no, don't give up. Don't be frugal with your choices. Like, actually weigh up why you want to be doing this. Because if you don't want to be doing it wholeheartedly, then you're going to regret it because I'm going to make you do it. Yeah. I I, I like this idea <laughs> as well. I'm all for Russia on this one. Okay. I suppose there's no buy and sell in. Russia on Facebook group. <laughs> no used guitars or pianos for sale. Yeah. Just ballet shoes that people have grown out of. Yeah, that's it. No hand-me-downs apart from the uh, stuff that doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. But that, yeah, and then the chore thing as well. Because like, you're the useless and useful episode where I talked about the baby mop. Oh, yeah. You don't need that in Russia because it doesn't matter. Like you will teach them how to use like a cloth and get them on the floor and get them cleaning, and they will do it. Yeah, no, that's true. And actually, mentioning that, I did see um, a pair of adult socks that were the same as the baby mop socks, which now, for me, obviously having Penny here, are so much more useful because the amount of times you're walking in and out of the kitchen holding her. Yeah. If they're on your feet, you're doing a better job than it would be if you're putting on the baby. I thought that was I did I did have a think to say that that would be a lot better than actually using your baby for it. So what you're saying is now that Penny's born, your amount of steps that you do in the house each day have just skyrocketed. I'm not joking you. If I stay up past 12 o'clock, obviously it starts again after 12. By the time I've come to bed, I've done about 2,000 steps. Just in the house? Yeah, just around the house. And then in the day, I'm probably doing about 10,000 a day just by not making sure Penny's not 
crying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, the amount of steps. So the the socks mop things definitely worth it. Unless you got carpet. Yeah. Anyway, tangent. Let's go back to Russia. So definitely, I think, like you said, I think yeah, I'm, I'm probably with them a bit. But yeah, I think I think I think kids should have a choice when they get older if they want to change. But I do understand sort of getting them to think about it and making sure that they've made the right decision. Yeah, so, maybe a midway like thing on that. Not just like as soon as they want something new, drop what they were doing previously and go full hog on that. Yeah, definitely. Make them yeah, make them weigh up the choices and stuff first. Mm, yeah, definitely. I think that's probably something that I would do here with Penny. Yeah, like ask her because... why she wants to do this thing. Yeah, you just don't want us. All right, Dad, I want this, and then just throw a load of money at her and get whatever she wants because she's not going to learn the values of money or the values of work ethic or anything like that. So, do you know what we could do in a few years' time when our kids start requesting things of us? We could yeah. get dressed up in suits with like a pile of money next to us, like in Dragon's Den, and Ooh. have our kids walk into the room and pitch to us. That's going to be recorded and put on YouTube. Exactly. Baby, bra- baby dragon's den or infant dragon's den. What do you call a baby dragon? I don't know. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to mention the other one that I mentioned in the intro because this one's very Spared interesting. Me. It's not interesting, it's scary. It is scary. So every year for the past 700 years, babies up to the age of two months are tossed off the roof of a shrine of about 30 feet. That's it. So they are safely caught. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> so there's no one at the bottom of this shrine trying to catch them. No, so they are safely caught and cradled after one bounce by catchers what? in a soft hammock. So they get like a little hammock. What, <laughs> you meant bounce off the floor? No. But, you know, imagine someone jumping out of a building that's on fire and you get a yeah, the fire sheet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like that. They pretty much just jump onto that. Um, And the reason for it is because the infant mortality rate was high and people were looking for any kind of hope. So a saint advised the people whose children who were dying to show show their faith in the Lord by trusting in him through this extreme ceremony. Wow. Yeah. So although the practice is now illegal under the children's rights laws in this country... Some villages claim that no harm has ever come to a baby in the years that they have carried out on the tradition and they continue to do so in private. I'm sorry, but I refuse to believe that not one throw's going to skew or... Yeah, that can't be right. That that law would have came in for a reason. Yes. (laughs) Well, the law is that you shouldn't be throwing children off buildings whether or not they've been hurt or not. Yeah, it shouldn't even need to be a law, that, should it? (laughs) Not really. But 700 years, they've been doing it for every year. Yeah. Um, It sounded Christian-y. I don't know the way that he said our Lord. Um, Mm. Mexico. No. That's a mile off then, isn't it? India. Yeah. There was actually a picture... And a video uh, on the article that I read. 
So if I can find the video again, I'll post. I'll put it on Twitter at Verging on Stupid, so you can have a look at that one. Just to get a good idea of what thirty foot feels like at the age of two months old. Yeah, and just see if they enjoy it or not, because I'm guaranteeing they don't. <laughs> <laughs> you should get your phone app actually, or they should download the phone app, chuck chuck a baby out of the window thirty feet, and then see what the cries like at the bottom and see if it says. This baby doesn't like being thrown 30 foot from a window. <laughs> See if the app's that good. Yeah, absolutely traumatised is what it comes up with. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a... I think this is my last one, actually. Okay, go I, on. I didn't go fully in-depth on these. Uh, so giving birth here costs about £3,000, which is quite a lot of money in any part of the world. So I'm going to make sure that my kid is safe when they get here. This will take the form of baby-proofing my house to a very high degree, and I might even get a professional in to do it for me because I want my child's starting life to be safe and carefree. I will be proud, and my God, I'll let people know about it. I'll throw the biggest parties for them, and I'll make sure everybody hears about my kids' latest achievements. They are a small version of me after all. So instantly, from the first line of that, I went with America. Even though it cost £3,000? Yeah, is that not... Well, yeah, I was trying to be clever. I changed the currency on it just to try well, and that's what... make sure yeah, that I didn't have... know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Well, I went... I did go for America. Am I close? Very close. Canada? No, you were that close that you were right. Oh, yeah, see... Yeah, I just know how expensive it is because they don't get private. It's all like private healthcare, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I understand if you've got to pay that much to have a baby. A, everyone's going to be in a position where they're ready to have a baby. I would assume. Mm, hopefully. Well, yeah, you'd want to plan it if you were doing it right, and especially like planning your house and you, and looking after them. And I mean, we've not done. I mean, you, you for the first. Six months, you don't need to childproof your house. Yeah, I was. I, this is what I mean. I was thinking this is like what what childproofing are you even going to do? Because apparently this is like a sport. Like the degree that some people go to is like ridiculous. Well, it is quite interesting because we do get a lot of American listeners on this podcast. Um, so if anyone is listening that has had a child and has done some sort of baby proofing. Uh, then let us know on Twitter as well, because uh, we'll see if if it is everyone, or it's just something that we've read on a crap article. A terrible article. <laughs> but it's like no, I was thinking like I get put in, you know, like the the plug things in open plug sockets. Yes, definitely. I'm all for that. I get that. Um, can stick their fingers in anything and pick anything they can. Yep. And then I was thinking maybe a a, a baby gate. We've already got one of them anyway, but I get baby gates. Yeah, you don't want them venturing off or down the stairs, and then yep. it's like out of push, like a safety lock on, you know, like the kit, the cupboard under the sink with like the bleach and shit in it. Even old cupboards, just so they can't grab plates and stuff. But yeah, see, I didn't like, I didn't think all cupboards. I just thought cupboards where there's dangerous stuff in them. Yeah, but then I think I remember when my brother and sister used to crawl into the kitchen, they just fling open the cupboards, leave them open, and then they've written their heads on them, and it's just easier just to shut them all. 
just for your own peace of mind, because you go in and it's like there's been a poltergeist in your kitchen where there's just <laughs> opened all the, all the drawers and yeah, all the cereals been eaten though. Yeah, a hungry poltergeist. Yeah, we did have latches on all the doors when we had the young kids. See, I never had anything like that. I had I had a fire guard in front of the fire, but oh, then yeah. the fireplace was like solid stone that I I've got a scar on the back of my head from hitting. Um, at least you didn't end up in the fire. Yeah, I had. A, we didn't have any child locks when I was a kid. We did. I think we probably would have had some plug socket covers. Yeah. Other than that, this. Do we? I didn't think childproofing was that much of a thing. No, I mean we've got a coffee table in the living room that's got some really sharp corners on it, so we may get some plastic covers just for that when. Penny starts walking because the last thing you wanted to do is just to fall into that and hit a rye or whatever. See, never in a million years would I have thought to do that. Well, I've hit my shins on it a few times and it hurts, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it'd be something we'd we'd probably get. And that's the only thing we've actually said. Yeah, we need to just keep our eye on that. And I think everything glass take off reach because we've got some low shelves, so everything of glass just take off. Yeah. Because they end up grabbing things and just launching it, don't they? So, True. well, that's not really that's not really proofing. It's that's just common sense, I think. Yeah, I think because we had we've had Paddy a few years now, so we kind of keep most things out of the way anyway. Mm. So, yeah, maybe getting a dog is the right thing to do first. Maybe. Not advised because that could be very expensive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> right well i've got one more as well now if you thought my other ones were strange i did you're in for a right treat go on so the Woloff people spelt w-o-l-o-f have a super special ritual that involves spitting on a baby's face super special spitting uh, they believe that the human saliva can retain words and affect the development of children. When a baby is born, women spit on the baby's face and men spit on the baby's <laughs> ears for good luck. They then rub the saliva all over the oh, baby's head so that the blessings stick. This poor baby. Very unhygienic and very traumatising to gauze on your newborn's face. Do you think they are doing this in the current coronavirus world? I believe so. I believe that I think this is probably from somewhere that doesn't know what the coronavirus is. Uh, Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, most of the UK. Um FYI, I, I don't hate Liverpool. I'm just still a little bit bitter about the Premier League. So, Oh, yeah. We must say that we are neither of us are Liverpool fans and they've just won the, won the league over here. So, hmm. Even though we do support both different teams. Yeah. We're, we're united. A city united. Against Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where do you think that's from? I ain't got a clue, but I'm never going to guess it in a million years anyway. Because you just said that they don't even know about they probably don't even know about coronavirus over there. No, well, it's in West Africa. 
in a place called Mauritania. Never heard which is, of it. It's, uh, it's a country. Um, it's next to Mali. Um, You're looking at a map right now, aren't you? Uh, yep. Um, <laughs> it's north of Senegal, if that helps. No, not really. It's quite a big place, actually. Borders Algeria. Uh, and I've never heard of it either, so that's how much we know. Um, but yeah, I don't think that's ever going to catch on anywhere else, is it? No, not really. I just can't get my head around it being anything other than an insult being spat on. Yeah, spat on, and then the saliva rubbed over your face. <laughs> For good measure. So that the blessings stick. <laughs> not even good quality saliva, then. Don't fancy that. No, pass on that one. No. So, right, that was my last one. Uh, so we're probably done for this week. So feel free to take those parenting tips on for yourself. We wouldn't advise throwing your children from 30 feet tall buildings, spitting on their face, or as a dad, breastfeeding. Yeah, but I do want to see some overly baby-proofed houses, like cling film on everything. Yeah, like we said, if we uh, if you do do this, it'd be interesting to see or hear um, what extent you go to to babyproof your house. So if you uh, go over to Twitter, go to at Verging on Stupid, pop us a message. Um, I'll also be sharing the video of the traumatic. baby being thrown off a building. A if that is Indian baby experience. <laughs> yeah, if that is uh, something I can find again, which I'm sure I can. So thank you again, Andy, for doing your homework. Thank you again, Jim, for being you. Oh, you're welcome. It's easy. Mm. Mm. Okay, well, we'll be back again uh, next week. We don't know with what, but uh, I hope you stay around and listen. Winging it as we go, in podcast and in fatherhood. Yes, yes. So, yeah, so we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye.